What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Doug Lugbo who is one of the co-founders of Main Street. Welcome to the show. How's it going? It's going great. Hi. How are you? I'm doing really well. I have just got my second cup of coffee, feeling energized and excited to be talking to you. Perfect. Me too. For people that um, don't know what you're working on, I haven't heard of Main Street. Can you kind of share um, what you're working on? Sure. So the, the concept behind Main Street is actually pretty simple. Main Street helps connect startup founders with tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of savings per year by connecting with government credits and incentives they didn't even know existed. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that sounds like magic. Uh, like that sounds, <laughs> that sounds amazing. Um, can you, uh, love to kind of a little deeper, how does that work? How can, like, yeah, a little more into how the, the process works, how startups can kind of, kind of do that and tap into some of those credits. Totally. Well, let me give some context for the government credits and incentives world. So, you know, I didn't know anything before starting this. I didn't know anything about this world, right? It was, it was a mystery to me. It did sound like magic, uh, but through a variety of different, you know, factors, we, we ended up discovering this world of government credits and incentives. And it turns out that this is a $300 billion a year industry. It's $150 billion a year in the U S alone. And yet it's almost entirely dominated by the, the biggest of companies, the Boeing's, the Walmart's, the Amazon's, these companies with sophisticated government relations teams that identify these credits, sometimes negotiate these credits, and literally save their companies billions and billions of dollars. And so, you know, this was like actually the first of the big breakthroughs we had at Main Street is recognizing that, hey, this is what we should do. Main Street should become, in many ways, like the mini government relationship, excuse me, the mini government relations team for the startup or the small business. We can build this marketplace of the more than 2,000 different credits that exist. Uh, in the United States, everywhere from the federal level, like federal research and development tax credits, down to the local, you know, uh, $10,000 for moving your remote job to, to Tulsa, Oklahoma, you know, put together this marketplace, make it super easy for founders to discover this, uh, make application order magnitude easier, and as a result, end up saving, you know, as I mentioned, tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars per year. So long story short, we're taking this market that has traditionally only been accessed by the world's largest companies and making it accessible to the small business or startup. So let's kind of talk about from the perspective of a startup. So if, if a startup is listening, which most of my listeners are startups, which is great, and they're thinking about like how to use this, I guess, can you kind of describe a little bit in 
what like in what way it works for a startup if I, let's say me i have a startup for thinking city if i wanted to see if there was any potential you know anything i can do with the government any like money that i could potentially collect anything like that how would that work i just want to love love to learn more about like how it specifically works for like a startup looking to potentially try it out sure so you know we recognize that the world of credits and incentives is a bit complicated right and it's actually pretty intimidating you know, I'm, I'm a grown man. I've been doing my tax for 20 years and I still get a little worried when I look at the tax forms every year, right? I just, I get nervous and, it's, you know, founders, it's the last thing on their mind when they're starting the company. I, so we've, we decided to make it really easy. The average founder spend more than, no more than 15 minutes a year on Main Street. So here's how it works. Uh, you go to our, our site, mainstreet.us, uh, answer just a few questions, and then we'll ask you to connect to Main Street, your HR system, you know, your gusto, your rippling, your just works. And from that, we're able to identify and estimate within a, a remarkable degree of accuracy, which credits and incentives you'll actually be eligible for, right? Uh, modern HR systems contain a lot of information, address, salary, location, uh, job, job title, all those things we use, we pull it, it's, it's all anonymized, we don't store this data, uh, we don't need to store this data, we'll use it to match against credits that you are likely eligible for. Uh, and in doing so, all you have to do is connect We'll give you a list of, hey, we think you're eligible for X, Y, and Z with a savings of one, two, and three. Would you like to proceed? Uh, so that, that's really the work that needs to get done. Uh, there's some stuff you know, that happens once we've accomplished this work for you. Well, you know, occasionally like something will be filed with the IRS or we'll need to you know, work with your accountant to do something. But that all happens you know, behind the scenes of the entrepreneur. Really, 15 minutes a, a, a year worth of work is all we really want you to do. I'm intrigued to hear how you're currently getting the word out about this. I feel like this is a startup's like dream, like almost like something that they wouldn't know about if it weren't for you. And then because of you, you know, it unlocks so much potential savings. How are you spreading the word about this? Or are startups just like knocking down your door every day <laughs> to try to get in? <laughs> I So the, it's, that's a, that's a great question. I, our go-to-market has actually been uh, pretty simple. And to your, to your, your point, most over 60% of our, our signups come from referrals, right? Or a founder telling another founder or a venture capitalist telling the portfolio companies. Uh, so there's a nice level of virality there because, you know, you want to share this with your friends. It's, do you want to, you know, it's, it's kind of like giving away free money. Like uh, you feel good about giving it away. The co uh, company feels good about it. Uh, so the, again, overwhelmingly it comes through referrals uh, that are done organically. Uh, we've also done a little bit of paid marketing. Uh, you know, on, on different channels where, where startup founders hang out, you know, whether it's at Product Hunt or, you know, different newsletters, uh, that's been a pretty effective way as well. Uh, I think the one thing we found that startup uh, founders have, you know, less than money right now is time. And so really it's, uh, it's vital to catch someone when they're paying attention. It's also, the, that's why we're trying to lean into the referral uh, world here because, I, I don't want to spend the time convincing you. I'd much rather have your friend tell you, hey, join Main Street. It's totally, or you're, you're a, a trusted VC or trusted accelerator leader, right? That's, th that really is the, the right channel for promoting this. And because of the simplicity of the, of the, well, I don't know if the product is simple, but like the offering is simple. It's like, it's a, it's a simple user experience. I'm kind of intrigued to know, like, What's an average day for you, um, and what you spend your what you spend your time on? Is it shipping code? Are you just trying to 
get people to refer? What What is um, an average day in the life of, of, of the CEO of this company? That's a great question. Uh, and, and I assure you that during, you know, work from home and shelter in place, my days change a little bit too. It's been an interesting, you know, most of Main Street's growth has happened during this, this COVID time. Uh, so I mean, part of my day is going out and I may have to do it during this, this interview and taking care of my kids. Uh, you know, two kids, eight and 11, <coughs> almost nine, 12 here. So that's been an interesting challenge for me and the team. Uh, but there are really three areas of focus that we, we have as a company. And one is, again, just providing this, a user experience that is remarkably simple, right? And, the, you know, when, when we started this, when we released our pilot in February, it was a clunky, operationally driven process, right? No, no two bones about it. And so there's a constant push for our product and edge team, uh, you know, to, to make this, you know, our dream would be you, you, a few clicks, you OAuth in with your Google account, you then OAuth into your HR platform, maybe your, your QuickBooks, and you've been spit out, you know, uh, the credits and incentives are going to work, right? So pushing towards that vision where like, basically like the, the, the dream of the one button, get credits, get money, like that, that's where we're always striving. We'll never quite get there, but that, that's, our, that's our goal. So like an enormous amount of time is focused on the, the consumer experience. There's also a, uh, a constant effort to like identify new credits, stay on top of, uh, you know, how that world is evolving. You know, as, as you can imagine, uh, you know, the world of government support is an interesting one right now. Uh, given, you know, the COVID, COVID credits, uh, there's big pushes to expand research and development. So we have a team that we're, we're spinning up as well that's, you know, that's focused on, you know, there's 2,000 different credits in the United States. We want all of them beyond in just a few months from now, right? Uh, we then actually want to give uh, cities, states, and counties tools to run brand new types of incentives through Main Street as well, right? So building out that marketplace is really, really important to us. Uh, and so there's, there's a lot of other things we talk about as well. Uh, you know, one of the, my job though as CEO is spent, uh, you know, I, I certainly work with deeply in the product, deeply in sales, uh, but you know, fundraising and recruiting ends up being a big part of my day too. Uh, you know, we're, we're growing quickly. We need top talent. So if anyone's listening right now who, you know, wants to join a, a really exciting, interesting company, join, uh, and so just navigating the world of VC and hyper growth. And, uh, you know, that, that's a big chunk of my day as well. It, I actually want to like dive into that slightly in regards to you're growing really quickly, which means obviously the only way to truly grow as a organization is a higher great talent. Like I was like, you're, you're one human being. Um, and the, the way you right. have leverage is by hiring, you know, great people. How do you think about it? Balancing hiring exceptional talent. Um, and it, knowing that you need that talent in as like soon as possible, so you can like sustain your growth. Um, do you? Uh, it's almost like this put, put, this polling forces where it's like you have to be patient for the right person, but um, you also have to make bets when you have to make bets. How do you think about hiring these type of people, like leadership positions, to help you sustain your growth, um, to kind of take you to the next level? That's a great question, and it's one a lot of startup founders struggle with. And you know, this is this is my third company. I. And I think the first two companies I had, I definitely struggled with that. How do you recruit great people? I, one of the things I've learned you know, in this startup, during my startup journey, is that it takes months to recruit good people, right? The best people generally have really good jobs that they love, right? That they're contributing to, right? They're, they're working a great job at Facebook or Google, or they, you know, 
they, they've been part of a, a, a growth startup. I, you know, and these are the people you want. And so it takes months worth of recruiting. You, you need to start well before you actually need that person. And you develop the relationship. You start giving the story. Uh, you know, we're about to bring on some people right now that, uh, you know, I've been actively recruiting for four months, right? Uh, and who I've been developing relationships with for years. You know, these, these people are, are my friends, uh, but they're also people I've identified very early on that I would love to work with that person again. So the advice I'd give to, to founders who are looking to hire is stop it, you know, go to your network first and the network of people you've, you trust that are great uh, and then start recruiting them now, even if you can't hire them six months later. Uh, you know, there's, a, there's this uh, uh, investor, Mark Suster, who talks about, he invests in companies, uh, he invests in lines, not dots, right? He likes to see the progress of, <coughs> of, uh, of companies as they go. And I think great talent is the same way, right? To where they want to see the progress. They want to see a company grow. And if you can show even over the month or two where you're talking to them and recruiting them, hey, we've actually launched this or we closed that client. We're growing. That helps. So uh, if, if, if you need to recruit talent at the, if you're waiting until the last minute, it's too late, right? And you're going to then have to make compromises. If you start really early and you just understand as a founder, uh, that's, that's a big part of your job description. Uh, then you'll be okay. And one last question on the hiring front, um, just because I'm curious myself as a founder, at what point does, um, at what point did you for Main Street need to like make the mental shift from, you know, doing it all yourself when you first started to realizing, okay, like I got to hire so like, like some people that are just as good as me or better than me to do the job. Like actually specifically like what, what size of the company, like was it three employees when you realized that? Was it five, was it 10? Just cause I, I, I think that a lot of people listening are in this stage of like, yeah. of like when is it time to like, great, like I gotta get more hands off. I gotta get other people's hands in. What stage of the company were you at when you realized that that was the case? So pretty early, I think my, our co-founders and I, we actually started talking about, you know, what type of company do you wanna build uh, while we were at Google. So we spent about six months, you know, you know, it was just the, just three of us, you know, brainstorming and like not coming up with specific plans, but talking about the type of company we wanted to build. Uh, we didn't hire our first person until, gosh, it was either late January. We left, we started the company in October, didn't hire our first person outside of the first three uh, until February, I believe it was, maybe late January. And it, it, it got to the point where we recognized that we need people who had skills we didn't have. Uh, you know, a, a great analogy I like to use is, you know, I used to play soccer as a kid and my kids played soccer. And when little kids play soccer, it's like bunch ball. Everyone's running in, everyone's doing everything. It's like this giant pack of kids running around the field. And like, that's a startup. Like, and that's, that's how it feels, the early chaos. But, you know, just like a soccer team, you know, you can't scale with that. You can't win. You know, as you get older and you get more, you start taking different positions and like you spread out. Uh, you're not responsible for everything. You're responsible for your, your area. Uh, that's what ends up happening to a startup as well, right? And so once we started realizing like, actually we all can't dogpile, there's so much to do and we need specialization, that's when you realize we need to start scaling. Uh, we need to start hiring outside people. Uh, so long story short, like you don't want to, like if, if I have understand at this point that I have some strengths, uh, but I have more weaknesses than strengths, right? I'm good at some things. I'm not good at everything. The faster I can get really good people to take over 
weak spots for me, the stronger this company will be. Uh, and I think that's just, that's good advice for any founder. And let's say you, you follow that advice, you know, for the next decade or two decades or ultimately until you build this giant company um, that serves so many, comp- that serves so many startups and, and um, organizations, what does that look like? Or I guess in other words, what is the big vision that you have for, for Main Street and kind of what direction are you rowing in? Sure. Uh, that, that's a great question. I, so I think Main Street represents a amazing confluence of the things I actually care about. On one hand, you know, I started my career in politics. That was my first job outside of college. I actually do care very deeply about the state of the world, the state of the country. Like one of the reasons we started Main Street is, you know, for me personally, was to help bring opportunity to my hometown, which is kind of a rural area that, you know, over the last 40 years, the economy has been chipped away. Uh, so on one hand, you know, I'm reckoning this is something to do this. Actually, you know, they joked about this on, on the show Silicon Valley, but like making the world a better place. I think we are actually making the world a better place. Uh, and at the same time, we have this opportunity to build what could be a, a really commercially successful company, right? And so it's this, this confluence of things I care about. What I would like to see Main Street in five to 10 years is the entrepreneur or small business owner. I want to be your first stop, right? When you're starting a company, like the very first thing you do is to create a main street account, right? Because we will be able to not just government credits incentives. We want to be able to provide all the support that you need, right? <clears throat> to be successful in your journey, right? Whether it's financing through credits and incentives, whether it's, uh, you know, getting you discounts on software, whether it's interesting financing, right? We can be the hub, like really the, the, the financial hub of your company that helps you be successful, uh, provide you finance in ways that other people couldn't, provide you support in ways that no one else can. Uh, we'd like to be a, a, you know, a vital part of the economic development landscape of the, the country and the world, right? To where this, this, there, there already, there's this giant pool of money right, and support that the government and actually outside of the organizations tries to give to small businesses and startups, right? And yet there's this gulf between what, you know, the billion, hundreds of billions of dollars have been set up to do and actually the founders that, that need that money. And, you know, I think it's an incredibly worthwhile use of my time and our company's time to be that bridge, right? Because then you strengthen cities, you strengthen counties, you strengthen, uh, you know, startups and small businesses. Like it, everyone wins if Main Street's successful. I love that. Um, that. That's a great way to think about it. And and to get there, for everyone to win, um, you'll need some help, right? Like you'll you'll need some employees. You'll need startups. Right. You'll need you'll need potentially more investors if you want more investors. But what you'll definitely need, I can guarantee it, is help from the forward thinking founders community. So for my Absolutely. last question for you is, how can the listeners help? Are you hiring? If so, kind of who are you hiring for? Are you looking for, are you looking for investors? Are you looking for startups to, to use Main Street? How can, um, how can the listeners help? We're looking for all of those things. I, so I'll start with, with customers. Yeah, go to mainstreet.us uh, and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll set you up. I, you know, we'll help you save tens of not, the average person on the platform is now saving, I think north of $70,000 a year. So if you're a startup founder, when you're done hearing this, go to mainstreet.us uh, and we'll be able to set you up. If you're someone looking to find a new role, uh, we're hiring a variety of roles, uh, strengthening our engineering team. Uh, we're looking to augment our finance team and government relations team. Uh, so we're, we're hiring slightly more than the, the average 
uh, our, our profile is slightly more diverse than the average uh, startup company. We're not just looking for engineers and product people. We're looking for a pretty well-rounded group of people. It's a big problem to tackle. Uh, on the investor side, hey, if, if people would love to invest, we're always happy to talk. We're, we're, we're fortunately lucky to be in the middle of some good financing and have some good backers already. And, but we will always need more. So uh, yeah, sign up, join the company, invest, we'll take it all. And then if someone listening is into any of those things, how can people find you online? What's the URL for the site? Are you on social media? Can they email you? How can people get in touch for the last question? Yeah, this, this will be really, uh, that's great. So go to mainstreet.us. Uh, that's, our, that's our website. Uh, if you just search Main Street or work on Main Street, uh, You'll find us at Twitter, you'll find us at Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, and if you want to personally contact me, uh, I'm more than happy to, I'm always happy to talk. Uh, Twitter is at Doug Ludlow, D-O-U-G-L-U-D-L-O-W. Uh, and my email address is Doug at workonmainstreet.com. That's Doug at workonmainstreet. Email me, uh, maybe I'll give you a discount uh, for Main Street, or I can get you in contact with the right hiring manager within the company. Uh, happy to help in whatever way I can. All right. Well, Doug, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. It was my pleasure. I really enjoyed it. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the episode of Forward Thinking Founders. If you're sitting there and you're just saying, Matt, I want more. How can I get more? Well, luckily, you can get it at Forward Thinking City. Forward Thinking City is a community for the Forward Thinking Network, right? And we have multiple different aspects of the city. One, we have AMAs. Some of the previous guests that have been on the podcast, like Jonathan Barkle, Kristen Anderson, Austin Allred, come back and they do AMAs with the residents. You can ask them any question that you want, right? You can ask them about fundraising the early days how they got their customers we do these every single week with another you know really great founder that has been on the podcast Additionally, um, we have our pitch battles, right? So if you want feedback on your pitch and the opportunity to potentially pitch in front of VCs and talk one-on-one -on -one with venture capitalists, this is where to do it. These are monthly pitch battles. So if you don't get in the first time, try again, right? The goal is to improve and get feedback to eventually, one, raise, uh, get, get into the room with the VCs, two, raise capital, three, so you can get back to your company and building a great startup, building a great business. The last thing I'll mention is that if you were kind of interested in just community, we have our coffee hours and happy hours where you can meet other residents, learn about what they're working on, talk about social things, anything you want. This is a city for founders. It is for investors. It is for startup enthusiasts. It's for anyone that loves startups. So if you're interested in what I'm saying, go to forwardthinking.city and join the city for $15 a month. Um, you know, the way, the reason I charge is because I want to be able to do this full time and bring as much value as I possibly can. And I think it's well worth the value. You can ask any of the current residents and they will attest to that. So go to forwardthinking.city, join the city, and you'll see immediately the, the next AMA, the next pitch battle, the next event. And I hope to see you there. Forwardthinking.city. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.